0: Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard
1: Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio.
0: Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, Say so. DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA where you bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, here's your chance to say so. Call in 404 603 8770. Once again, 404 603 8770. We're live on Meta. So we get into some sports news today. We're going to talk about. Uh, we got one award so far for MLB uh, that just dropped AL Rookie of the Year. We'll get into that. And anything else might drop. Going to discuss some NBA. Some team, well, one team finally got their first loss. We'll talk about who and the outlook. (laughs) I know they went a long time. I want to say, what, nine games before they took their first L. And while one team is prospering, another team finally got their first win and feels like three weeks without one of their stars. I'm not pulling out too many shots right now. I'm trying to save a few of them. (laughs) Let's
2: hold on to a few of them. Let's hold on. You can't empty the whole (laughs) clip off the rip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then um, uh, college football. Seems like the top four will stay the same, but it's the five, six, sevens that we'll see if there is one team that they're trying to allow to get in a familiar face and who of the top four which one is more likely to miss out so we'll get into that but what we're going to start with is the NFL Jeff Saturday literally went from a gig at ESPN to being a head coach in a matter of a couple of days. What what, what kind of phone call do you imagine Jim Ursay had to give to say, hey, Jeff Saturday, I know you've never done this. Obviously, he's around the team because he's a consultant. But what was the conversation to say, leave a job at ESPN, not checking his pockets, making decent money, where you're commentating. So you're still around the game. Yeah, the best of both worlds. You can discuss the game. You can still be around the locker room and the team and, you know, help out where you can. But to say, I'm going to push all that aside and decide to be a head coach. it It's so, it's,
2: I mean, not only with that, with, you know, leaving the, leaving the booth or leaving the studio to go coach, it's that this was normally with the, when you hire the interim coach it's someone who's already on the staff someone who's already there correct so to make uh an outside hire mid-season the only time i had ever really seen that was with um i think it was the 2012 2013 uh lakers where um when Mike Brown was the coach, they fired him and they bring in Mike D'Antoni, who wasn't on the staff. Uh, they brought him, but that was seven games in,
0: right? Uh, but D'Antoni had coaching experience,
2: right? And see that that's, that, that's what that's, compounds this <laughs> right. even more. But just to to go outside of the staff, you know, you bypass John Fox, who has coached in two Super Bowls. You bypass Gus right. Bradley, who has who has coaching experience, and you bring in a guy who's. Just coached high school. I, I felt it was such an Ursay move because he wants to make the big, the the big splash. But uh, that's
0: not even a. Okay, you're right. That is a splash.
2: It's not a it's, splash higher, but it's a splash. Right. It's the guy with not a lot of coaching experience, but he knows the game. Okay. And I think the knowing the game. Uh. And I think the the way that the his his teammates um, reacted to him, or how he uh, interacts with other sports personalities, how he is on uh, on camera, the, like he can so he knows how to talk to people. Yeah, he's a likable guy. Yeah, he's a likable guy. He knows how to talk to people, and I don't know how much of a percentage people say how uh, what that is is be of being a coach, but it is important. It's something there's something but now, to it's it. not. but it's not like Frank Reich didn't do that right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's he was this unlikable person right, right. who didn't know how to talk to people
0: yeah supposedly he was a player's coach right from, from all intents and purposes and everything that has been said and written about him is that he's a player's coach but again and I'm not knocking Jeff Saturday for it by any means if someone calls you and says hey we're gonna offer you this particular job as a head coach why not explore it now of course you you have to look at is it worth it interim probably he's probably in a situation where if he does good no problem if they don't do well it's no problem you know what I'm saying it's, it, he can have it on his resume for his next potential job is what I'm looking at it it's, it's a win win situation right because I I
2: honestly think Urse wants to like seriously hire him as the coach. You know, if they see that, you know, okay, he's already 1-0. He's 1-0. <laughs> so if he sees that they're competitive and that, you know, if they tweak a couple of things, they can be a contender next year. I think that Saturday will be the coach. And what may happen, which... Could change everything. Is I think Saturday may stay on as the co- head coach, but then the rest of the staff is out of there because, and they well, may be out of there by choice. So, like, we don't want to coach for this guy, you know, or be be under him, or, or, or well, be under him the like assistant that. Assistant coach Harrison, though. If they look, I ain't saying nothing <laughs> <laughs> about Harvin Harrison. <laughs> Just Because he hey, look, on top if he wants of to car, be there, you know, look, if he wants to be there, he could be there. Like, I'm like, no questions asked, he be there if he you want to. Of Marvin Harrison. Hey, hey,
0: look, you, hey, you look. scared of Marvin? If you're scared, say you scared. No, do you need security Get out of here tonight? <laughs> I ain't
2: I'm not nothing saying nothing <laughs> about Harvin. Mar- See, I'm, I can't even mention his name, he is Harvin Marrison. Oh, <laughs> but it, you know, with I don't, well, i not not to say that there would be you know, any jealousy or anybody felt bypassed. I don't know if that's the feeling on the staff, but to go past two coaches with experience to make this hire, I think Ursay wants to make him the head coach. And he saw this as an opportunity. Well, this is the guy I want, so I'm just gonna hire him right now.
0: That was, it was a horrible hire. But they one to know? <laughs> yes, they did, 25 to 20. Against I just the, the, the circumstances
2: of, of how it happened is unprecedented. Because normally, like said, you said, you get somebody who's already on the staff. They went not outside the box. They went across right. the street from the box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> down, the down, from the box. The, down the street from the box. Down the street from the box. I, I, I Ursa seemed to be similar to Jerry Jones in the type of, of owner that okay I like this guy so this is why I'm doing the hire as opposed to are they a good fit for the team from a exit and O's type situation will they have the team prepared that type of situation do they have the experience of knowing what's required from a head coach you go from you know coming into the facilities a few times a week to sleeping eating everything at the facility that's what you're going to have to do if you are going to be successful as a head coach you have to know what everyone is doing and again i've always been a proponent of not having two duties so i never want my defense coordinator to be the head coach i don't want the oc to be head coach those should be separated, well, that, but you still need to. Chamber, to but right, but you still need to go. What know what's going on in each one of those uh, groups, special teams as well. All three phases, you need to know and have a pulse of what's going on. And true, he's you know he's been retired for a few years. It's not like he's forgotten the the regiment, but that's as a player. That's totally separate as a head coach and I think a lot of times when it comes to new hires not just this one but any new hire 8 times out of 10 the players are going to respond because it's a different voice in the room and they also look at it as okay if the coach is gone as a player I'm definitely expendable that's how you're going to view it so let me step up my game because I think a lot of them don't realize that you're always interviewing each and every time that you're playing because someone is going to pick you up or in certain situations we've seen where you won't get the money that you think you're supposed to get because you're underperforming at a certain position. So the shakeup is always good in that regard to a new hire. But after that feel-good winning, what are you going to do going forward? So looking at their schedule, they have – is it uh, Denver next? No, no, no. They lost the Ray. The Eagles. Is that a win? Uh, are they at home? <laughs> oh, really, you gonna ask if they're at home? That might matter. They're in Philly. No, no, they're they're at home. They're at Lucas Oil. Um, that that could that could be a win, but I'm gonna
2: say lost the way the Eagles have played. I mean, it really—the way that office
0: is cause for concern. I mean, I, I think the Eagles win a close game.
2: I think okay. I think the the Colts are going to compete the rest of the season. I think part of why Frank Reich was fired is uh, some of the decision making, and then the team just kind of looked listless out there. I mean, the that Patriots game was the last straw, but they came out against the Raiders, who a team that I, they are better than. And they can, and but they look like they played with some energy. They played with some purpose. They, they stuck Matt Ryan back in there at the last and second he, and let <laughs> him run for thirty yards <laughs> because I mean come Matt on, Ryan like, has
0: not ran like that since he was at Boston College. Never. I I, I didn't <laughs> see that at Boston College.
2: But I guess the thing is is that when they went to Sam Ellinger and bypassed Nick Foles, which I. Had to they went and, to the backup. Backup. <laughs> there are some people who said Sam Ellinger, like he he shouldn't even be in the league, and and they just stuck him out there. You know, you gave up on Matt Ryan, but I think what you wanted out of Matt Ryan is different than what he expected coming into this situation. Uh, so you go you go back to him to get more of an evaluation because next year they're on the hook for him uh, for at least some money, right? So you want to see what you have and and kind of this is an evaluation for next year, even if they don't go on this huge run and make the playoffs. It's an evaluation going into next season. So but they came out there with some energy. They they and won the game. So I think they I think they're going to compete the rest of the season. The Eagles should win a close game next week against them, but they're going they're going to play.
0: Okay. So they're going to play. So they're going to lose to the Eagles. Okay. Then they have the Steelers at home the following week. They should beat the Steelers. I don't know if they beat the Steelers. So one of the things that has put them in a bad situation, which they fired their offensive coordinator. I get that. They didn't give the offensive – coordinator who they brought in, a chance to get up the speed before you fire the head coach. Usually you have a couple of weeks in between to where you're like, okay, was that the firing that needed to take place? Was it just on the offensive side of the ball? But to go OC one week and then the very next week head coach, I would have thought they would have given that more time to see if that
2: well, I mean, look sparked, at it a, the,
0: sparked anything on the offense as well as the entire team. Well, you can look at that
2: with the Another situation earlier this season when Matt Rule was fired, they bring in Steve Wilk. First thing Steve Wilk does is fire the defensive coordinator, <laughs> and then they beat Tampa Bay twenty-one to three. Yeah. So they they came out with the uh, with the energy and knowing that everyone's being evaluated. I mean, you can't do that every week, but <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you can't it's fire some assistant
0: coaches though. I mean, you get down to the. Running back coach at some point. he started at defensive coordinator. I don't
2: think you can
0: go down and it works the same way. (laughs) Doesn't have the same effect. No.
2: If he started with, like, the linebacker's coach and went his way up, Up. maybe. (laughs) But But not trickle down. Right. So, but, But they came out, and you saw how they played against Tampa Bay and kept them out of the end zone. Uh, and then, you know, beating Atlanta uh, last week. He starts P.J. He was starting P.J. Walker, Walker. no matter what. But now P.J.'s hurt. You got to go back to Baker Mayfield. So we'll see how that works. But Carolina's been playing with a different energy under uh,
0: okay. Steve Will. So you're thinking this Jeff Saturday project is going to work. I, I think it's going to work because they want it to. I, so you got the Eagles coming in. That's an L. I'm going to say Pittsburgh is a loss. And I'm only being selfish, and that's going to be a Monday night game. I'm being selfish because I want Tomlin to right the ship and get to 500. So they need to go on a run, which is possible. <laughs> it, it's it's, it's possible. possible.
2: It's possible. I, I would look at the. Um, I guess we'll have to see. I'll have to see it to believe it as far as Kenny Pickett outplaying Matt Ryan. That's very possible. It's possible, it's but possible. I, I just, I just got to see it because Pickett's been up and down.
0: He has the, the one thing for the Colts, though, since they did fire their offensive coordinator, you've gotten healthy. Jonathan Taylor looked like he's fully healthy and he's back. Um, I can't remember. Pittman had a decent game. I can't remember the other wide receiver opposite Pittman is it Carter. I, I thought it was. It was uh, did Pierce not play? Oh, uh, it's Pierce. He had a decent game, so we'll see if that starts to come around. Then they got Dallas, that's gonna be a loss. Then they have their first bye. Then they go to Minnesota, that's a loss. Then they have the Chargers, more than likely a loss. Then you go uh, Pairs, to the Campbell. That's the other Campbell, the okay, Colts receiver. Thank you, not Car- Campbell, okay. Then you go to the Giants, and then you got the Texans at. Uh, for the final game at home. That's, so that's Two guaranteed wins is the Texans because more than likely they want to keep their first draft pick. <laughs> 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 so they're going to LOP. They're going to lose on purpose. That is the only guaranteed victory on this schedule. Like I understand what you're saying. It's possible they beat um, the Steelers. But everyone else... No. Um, and now, and now, looking at that, I, I guess it will come down to how well they play in those games. If they're competitive, then I understand. But at this point, I think this is more auditioning for everyone else besides Jeff Saturday. Um, well, I, I, I think they can
2: beat the Steelers. Um, the Chargers, I think they can beat them as well. Uh, the Chargers have been have underachieved and they've had some injuries
0: but it's a Monday night
2: yeah they, they uh, I mean the granted team. it's
0: at home for the Colts but you know that's not it's not like they're traveling all the way across to the East Coast for a one o'clock game and that would kind of throw them off a little bit as far as routine that's you know five o'clock in the afternoon for the Chargers Well, I mean,
2: I can can understand. I mean, the Chargers could win the game, but I think the Steelers could win that game, especially the way the Chargers have played the last couple weeks. I mean, I know they they beat the Falcons the week before, but the way they played against the 49ers uh, last night um, and not having Allen and and Williams out there, it's going to be tough if they're still out or even if one of them is still out by the time this game comes around because it's the day after Christmas. And then – the Giants, we'll see what the Giants are. They if they have anything to play for. <laughs> I think so. Uh, by that by week seventeen. And then the last game with the Texans, I mean, I, I see three wins. Three wins. You finish seven and ten. Okay, you're not a playoff team, but you know, if they just compete over these last over these uh seven games, then well, they'll be 7-9-1. 7-9,
0: correct. Because so they have uh, a tie
2: with um, the Texans. With the Texans for week one. So, <laughs> even if they... Hopefully they don't tie them again. But <laughs> <laughs> but if they... I think it goes a long way if the team is competing. That goes. I think that goes a How very long way. Uh, if they're in the game and they're playing with energy, uh, you know, I think that that can that can help going forward and then tweak some things you know is it the defense you know i shack well not yeah shack leonard Shaq formerly known as darius leonard <laughs> he will miss i think he's going to miss the rest of the season or at least the next four weeks so they had some injuries on defense they had some injuries on offense um you know the offensive line is supposed to be the best in the league but they had had some injuries there so taylor can't get it going the way he wants to Inconsistent quarterback play—that's
0: the desk. issue. That's that's the glaring need. So ever since Andrew Luck retired, they have been—they trying they to need find st- a stable quarterback. They need stability at quarterback, right? That's why
2: now at this point, I did like when he got benched. I thought, okay, he's not playing for the Colts anymore. But now that they put him back in, and he's he's on the hook for next season. I think Matt Ryan will be there next year.
0: I think so too. I think it'll cost too much to let him go. And if according to what you're saying at four or five and one, if they were to win at least three games and go get to well that be seven, eight and one, then they're in that middle of the road pack of picking around 14th or so. And then you're not you're going to have to move up if you want to get one of the better quarterbacks that'll be coming out in the draft.
2: And that's a decision they they are probably thinking about right now. You know, do we want to look for a quarterback for next year? Do we want to stick with Matt? Do we want to draft a quarterback and just, you know, have him sit Sit. behind Matt for a year? Uh, And Ellinger. And Nick Foles. Hopefully not Ellinger. Uh, (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, have him sit for a year and then, you know, kind of make that transition because – uh, you know they do need that stability at quarterback. After Andrew Luck retired, I think they've had five different week one
0: quarterbacks in the last what five years? Right.
2: Four, yeah, five years. So they need that. That stability is gonna is gonna help. Um, so they they know what they have to do now, I and thought it was, it's a matter. I think I think Saturday
0: is going to coach his way into being the coach. It did you see what Joe Thomas? about Saturday he felt it was very disrespectful not just to the black coaches um, the Rooney rule but to any other coach like you said when you got two head coaches on there you know this is just a temporary thing to bring him in as if to say yes he's interim but I plan on removing the interim tag like he has a legit shot at being the head coach and it's and I think everyone's consensus was it's nothing against Jeff Sade. It's against the the process, I guess, and well, how it was taking place because there are plenty of other coaches who have worked hard to go through the ranks to make it up to certain positions as assistant coaches. And now for if this was to work, the hope is not that these 30s, two owners can go and say, which they already have been saying, I can do whatever I want, it's my team. So if I wanna hire somebody who is a good friend of mine, then I'm going to do that. And now what you're saying to everyone else is it doesn't matter the type of work, preparation, years you put in trying to move up in a certain position, it's about who you know and not what you can do.
2: Well, with the interim coach, yeah, you you can hire Whoever you want. Uh, like I said, this is an unprecedented move.
0: Uh, the Rooney Rule does not apply to hiring their interim. It coach. does not, right? But, but it it slaps it in the face as to the the process that needs to take place.
2: You're not going to have that kind of process in the middle of the season, though. So. That's just. I mean, I don't know what other black coaches are on the staff, but I just don't think you're going to do that in the middle of the season, just to, the, to satisfy it's... the rule. If this were in
0: March, what's the process of hiring a coach? It's to figure out who's the best coach for the job, right? Yeah. Whether it's interim, March, January, April, what's the same? The process is the same. You bring you bring in a list of um, potential coaches and try to figure out who's the best. If this process works, now it's going to be like, let me bring in a guy I like because that was what Ursay's words. By quote, I like the guy,
2: but he's a he's associated with the team, so in a way, he's already part of the team. A, this is still an unprecedented move, so it's hard to compare it to, to,
0: to. So other I'm just gonna bring in hire. the guys that I like. No and under, ho- no, under ho- coaching, in- no coaching experience whatsoever. To remove the interim tag, does he?
2: I, I believe he would have to still interview, and they have to interview a minority candidate under the Rooney Rule because he he is the interim coach. He's not the head coach yet, but I think that that's he's who the they, interim head coach. He's the
0: interim, interim,
2: yes, interim, interim head coach to improve the interim. <laughs> he still has to interview, and they had they, they will. I think they will still satisfy the Rooney Rule. He's he's hired two black coaches before. He has he has but I, I think in in this case uh it's it's normally when you hire the interim coach it's someone who is normally not a coordinator but someone who can who's already on the staff so they like bypassed john fox who was a senior defensive assistant he's not a defensive coordinator he's a defensive assistant but, right, but he yeah. so he could be in and doesn't have to
0: call defensive plays and be the head coach, right? But you've had again two coaches with experience. He was coaching in De- was it Decula for in Decula. a private high school. Not even I can even understand if he was good friends with um, Urban Meyer and wanted to give Urban a chance to come back. You know what I'm saying? He's had experience on a collegiate level he even tried the NFL even though it didn't work you know what i'm saying but because they're good friends in this situation he comes if he in, brought in Urban
2: Meyer who had not been around the team someone who just walks in not knowing anybody that is different than him hiring Jeff Saturday who at least had been around the team and is familiar it's totally different. with the
0: team Urban Meyer yeah it that's two different situations you can rationalize Urban Meyer though because head coaching experience for years Yes, it didn't work out in the NFL, but he just hired somebody that he liked with zero qualifications. That's the thing. It's about who you know. It's not about your qualifications, and that's the precedent that you're setting. And that was a problem that Joe Thomas said it was like, "Where are the qualifications?" In other words, but this is similar to. So, would you high-
2: took and it took an approach that we've seen in the NBA? Jason Kidd retires the
0: next year he's coaching the Brooklyn Nets. And so for that, Jason Kidd was point guard, right? And we always say that the point guard is usually the extension of the coach because of the position that he plays. I think it would have been different if it was Peyton Manning that came in because as a quarterback, because of who Peyton was, you, you know what I'm you understand what I'm saying? It would have been looked at totally different because of the position that Peyton Manning played, as opposed to Saturday being the um, center. He was a center. He was a center, which calls out the blocking protection. It's two totally different positions. But he,
2: but as a center, and in basketball, he would
0: understand. He would understand defenses
2: where people line up. Uh, he'll probably be more uh, know more about. You know, uh, run he's, blocking. He's, he's but he right. would know he would no pass protection of pass course. Pass protection,
0: right? Because he's the anchor of the line. So he calls it, out the pass protection or blocking assignment. I mean, so it
2: it could work. I but, mean, I think with Peyton Manning it would be more of a splash because we all pay attention to the quarterback. But I think Jeff Saturday had he has the experience. And no experience. He doesn't I, have well, any experience. I, I, the experience of like knowing football.
0: Okay. Uh, like I, I, that doesn't that doesn't
2: work for that you you can apply that to he, almost anybody. I'm about to say a I, lot of them have experience
0: <laughs> playing football, but no.
2: I, but I, I think you can apply that to a lot of people. But I think it was it's a familiar it is a familiar face. It's someone that Urse knows. It has, it's someone Terrible that he hire. likes. But it's letting the other coaches. He doesn't have to worry about calling plays necessarily, but it's more about just communicating, having that communication between the players and the coaches, to to get everybody playing. Like I, I think he and he's there. There have been positive feedback about his first
0: meeting with the team, and they won Rah-rah. their first game against the the Raiders. Though, so it, how bad, So still, how bad still, is Josh McDaniels though as a head coach? We've if you lose your first, <laughs> we've seen how if bad If you lose been. your fir, if you lose a game to Jeff Saturday, who hasn't been a head coach except for it shows high how school, bad the Raiders it shows actually how bad are. They are because
2: right. the, the Colts could have come out there and just okay we don't want to play for this guy who's never coached before
0: and but no but they again they're still playing for their but jobs I, but, but yeah so but it the didn't Raiders matter. look terrible
2: it was who
0: like terrible I think. I think
2: Jeff Saturday did what he could at in the for the time that he had to get them ready to play. The other coaches got them ready to play, but they could have just gone out there and just been whatever and we would have been but like, "What is this?" That just shows but they came out bad, and played
0: and won. That just shows how bad the Raiders are. It was not necessarily what Saturday, excuse me, what Jeff Saturday did. It was how bad the Raiders are. But they still but that's the, more the, the of the team, indictment. The Colts still came out to play. Yeah, they they, they came, came out, out to play
2: to play to play. The Raiders, they they haven't, and they've had the same coach. I the whole will season. say this: the Raiders
0: <laughs> lost the game more so than the Colts won it, because that was just pathetic. Uh, both things could be true. <laughs> <laughs> you just want Jeff Saturday to get his flowers. You like because you're in a separate group chat with Jeff Saturday. Is that what it is? This it's an <laughs> unprecedented move, and it,
2: it it they're one and zero. And I think it's just they're, they're going to play with a different energy with a with an interim head coach. Like the Panthers are doing uh, – did someone else fire their coach? No one else has fired their Nobody coach this season. But they're going to come out and play with a different energy. And they could come out and just do nothing under a different head coach, under an interim coach. They're like, well, this season's a wash. But they're they're not going to treat it well, like that.
0: They're going to go out and go play. Technically, it's not a wash because you're 4-5-1. and one, So – so they're still going to go out there and play. There's still a chance of a wild card slot or, or something. Like what
2: if they win these last or seven
0: games? win the division because they're what a game and a half behind the Titans at six and three. So that they, they, you legitimately have a shot of being making the playoffs. So they're gonna they're gonna come out and, and play. The Raiders were terrible. We'll talk the rest of the uh, <laughs> the games from week 10 when we come back from break. This is DNA Sports Talk. 1100
1: a.m. We'll be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on wwweam 1100 or SportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, Check out the latest and greatest in sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA news.
0: Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best gnarling style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life.
2: Join me for a minute. I want you to hear something.
0: Sports Talk it is. Welcome! You're listening to the Sports Shock Show, and I'm the Sports Shock Wayne Candy. The Three Point Conversion Sports
1: Lounge, and
0: I'm your host, Mr. Controversy. Hello, and welcome to DNA Sports. All this is Don the D and DNA.
1: What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. we
0: bring the facts about sports, it's the Sports Roundtable. I am your humble host, HO.
1: Download the Real 1100 app from your Google Play or Apple App Store today. And
2: now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on
0: WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. we bring the facts about sports. Don't agree, say so. 404 is that number to call in once again. 404-603-8770. We seven seven zero. We'll also live on Meta. Uh, if you're tuning in visually, you only see uh, just the DNA, the and the A and DNA is down in the low country um, if you know it, if you know you know and I'll just leave it at that um, Take care of a few things um, so we were talking about the Colts in particular and the hiring of Jess Saturday um, they won of course 25 to 20 over the sorry pathetic Raiders uh, <laughs> in week 10 matchup was the best game of the year Minnesota and Buffalo, 33-30, to 30, Minnesota beat Buffalo in overtime. Um, I think that Jefferson has proven himself to be one of the best wide receivers. Of course, st- statistically, it's been cup over the last couple of years for the Rams, but after him basically pulling off probably the top five top five catches of all time in in the NFL to well, it was fourth and 18 if he doesn't make that uh, miraculous catch the game is over and they lose I think it would have been 27-23 at the time yep. they would have lost makes uh, the immaculate reception 2.0 <laughs> hauls it in and of course the comparisons are to fellow LSU uh wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. and his catch against the, the Cowboys, uh where he made the great catch. Uh and that, but he it's, actually scored a touchdown on that particular catch.
2: It's 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 slightly different. There's different context to both. Correct. What, one with Odell Beckham, it was a touchdown. Uh he was First being quarter. Held. Yeah. It was early in the game. Early in the game. Still a great catch, and he caught it with three fingers, right. basically. <laughs> with Justin Jefferson. What makes his catch also great is that, I can't remember the DB's name, but he had an interception.
0: Correct. He had both hands <laughs> on the ball. He had both
2: hands on it. Jefferson basically takes it out of his hand with one hand. With one hand. And able to also... It,
0: Keep it, was, it from hitting the from ground. Hitting the ground. On the way down.
2: So that's so an incredible the better, trick. Which is the better catch? I, I got to go with Jefferson on it just because... he. He took it out of someone's hand with what that he showed incredible strength, which you don't see a lot with wide receivers. Kept it from
0: hitting the ground. Did the DB help him though? Because his hands are on the ball as well, so they're both coming down. There are three hands on the ball coming down, and then midway he takes still, it away from him. To so, still
2: take it away with one hand. With like one you, hand. he ripped the ball out of his hands and still kept it from hitting the
0: ground. The better the better catch is Odell's, because he did with three fingers. That's the better catch. Now, when you put the context around it as to the situation and everything, then it's Jefferson, because it helped win the game. Well, at least got it to overtime. With Odell's, they lost they the game. Lost there. The they game. still lost the game. So just the catch itself, the better catch— was Odell's. So I was asking. So the top five catches to me all time would be those two are in there now. Um, Tyreek with the catch in the pass and sticking it to the helmet. Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Because I got to put the context around it. Um, The Immaculate Reception. (laughs) Because of the context, it was a great catch that Franco Harris even, you know, caught that particular ball, and then probably Lynn Swan would be the top five catches. And a honorable mention would probably be Manningham in the Super Bowl. When he caught that pass on the sideline and You're got right. his tippy toes, literally. He, I think his right one caught one blade of grass that popped up, which was enough for the reception. Yeah, I mean anyone I, you take away or add to.
2: Um I I would probably take off Manningham.
0: As an honorable mention? I,
2: yeah. But I mean there I would add um the Lynn Swan one, did you talk about like one where it like it he had it, then it popped up and then he and right. then he caught it. Yeah. There's another one in the same game where it looked like he went up, caught it. Came down on one foot inbounds, then went forward like another five yards right up the sideline, and then went out
0: <laughs> of <bounds. laughs> um, Okay.
2: There's the uh, Jermaine curse catch right before Russell Wilson threw that interception in the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I take. I'm, I'm gonna take back my immaculate reception. I don't know. That was the winning game, though. I, I now want to put up the um, San Antonio Homes to win the Super Bowl for Pittsburgh. Maybe, maybe I'm. It's same San Antonio Homes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe I'm going blind. I'm still not sure
0: that other foot was down. Oh, <laughs> he he nicked the blade of grass. On and that and one. It, it had to be that. It had to be like <laughs> was that one blade of that grass was closer to see that he right. got some grass. <laughs> but that one was to actually win a. That Super Bowl. was to win the game. So yeah, yeah I might have to.
2: But one of one of my favorites, even out. though it was just a regular season game, is Randy Moss uh, mossing Darrell Revis and the most casual one handed <laughs> catch <laughs> I had ever seen. <laughs> so, uh, I, but Jefferson's catch is going to be up there. Once we get some distance from it, I think it'll still be considered one of the greatest ever made. Uh, but after the things that happen after that. What make it such a great game. Or it's, I'd never seen this sequence of plays before. It <laughs> you, was crazy. You start, like Jefferson makes the catch where it looked like he was in, but replay, his shoulder was down right inside the right. one. But then uh, Cousins gets stopped inside the one.
0: And they had 12 men on the field before that.
2: Oh yeah, when uh, Cook dropped the, the right. short pass. The short pass. Right, uh, but they they didn't look. They didn't at look that. at that right. And then uh, cousins gets stopped on fourth down, and then it's it's such a kind of a weird situation when when it's a stop on the one yard line, right. and the other team could just run out the clock. But they fumble the snap, and then it's recovered for, for a, a touchdown. touchdown. So now like that team all, is down.
0: And it's not like Allen is a small guy, Josh Allen. Like he's a big guy. You would think that he could just get behind a lineman and. Get a yard but he, and, then it's get, like and then he never the game got is the old. ball. Right. He never, but he got, never got the ball. The ball. <laughs> uh, and then. Even a safety in that they probably still win.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it would have been it, that they might have been better off because <laughs> yeah, now you're the asking the Vikings to uh, drive down the field, field. with no timeouts, right. another 30 seconds or whatever. And then the Bills come back down, they need a field goal and then Gabriel Davis makes that quote unquote
0: catch, catch that was, which was never not a catch reviewed. it <laughs> was never reviewed. reviewed even though it was less than 2 minutes in the game and all reviews are supposed to be handled by the booth and up in New York they missed they missed that call they missed that call so uh so you're it, saying the Vikings were 0-1 it it, look, it looked like it but i or maybe it
2: was just you know uh making things even <laughs> i guess <laughs> because they they didn't um they, they get stopped and then they get the touchdown. So th- I think that was more to help Buffalo that it wasn't reviewed to at least get it to overtime. But then after, uh, I think there was another play in overtime that the Vikings, um, maybe was a, I think it was the play in overtime where they would have had a chance to uh, win the game with the touchdown that
0: I, uh I thought he took a, a sack or something and then they settled for a field goal.
2: Yeah but I think they missed a they might have missed the penalty. If it because if it okay, happened right. it would have given them a first, first down, down and they uh uh might have been able to score a touchdown to win the game right the game. then. Uh and then uh Josh Allen made a
0: he threw two picks of course the last yeah. one both on the Patrick the, Peterson.
2: Yeah, the Pat Peterson.
0: But the last one, two interceptions were in the end zone. And, of course, the last one, as you were about to say, is ended the game. Looking at Allen, he is the – the usually whatever your strength is is also your weakness. You just overdo it. I think that him being the – feeling that he has to be the entire team because he has to run the ball. He has to pass the ball. I think for some of the plays, and it showed up in this particular game, and it'll always show up against a good team, when you feel you have to do everything, that's when you're going to make a mistake. Because you're not allowing the other players to have your back and allow them to do what they need to do. And that might be a fault of the play calling that's coming in from the offense coordinator.
2: I think he was looking for, they were looking for the, the kill shot right, right then. And instead of taking what, the defense. I think he had a check down or underneath, someone yep. under underneath that he could have gone to, but he he went for the big play uh and tried to force it to Davis and, but he wasn't open. <laughs> he he, he, wasn't, he, he was not open. And you throw right at Patrick Peterson, who could still play now. Who so. had just
0: picked him <laughs> off early in the game. Right.
2: So uh I think for he he's going for the big. He went for the big play in that moment, but I think he has to just recognize when to when to pick sp- your spots like that. Because they were in field goal range. Correct. Uh, you could you. you they could have gotten a first down. They could have gotten a first down without scoring.
0: Or he could at least tie it up, and you know, could have seen where it happened. Maybe it ends in a tie. Maybe you know, uh, something crazy might have happened in this particular game. And knowing Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it could they, have been a big six coming back the other way and they had because he was due for he was due to throw another one
2: they had time right and they had they had time but I I think he just went for the big play in that moment and um instead of looking more for you know what the defense is giving you
0: that is going to be a problem for them going forward because it looks like right now looking at the standings, it is extremely possible that the Dolphins could win the division. Now and obviously a warmer weather, uh, the Bills wouldn't have any problems going out to Miami and winning. But you you generally want your defense generally two things travel, your defense and your running game. of uh, which but also they they struggle with both.
2: They they've lost to the Dolphins. Right. They've lost to the Jets. The Bills are third in the division right now. <laughs> Behind the Jets. <laughs> They're behind the Jets and Dolphins who have both beaten them. So uh I think they have to, to uh kind of re they have to reset themselves, you know, whatever their next game is or if they have a buy or not. I think they already
0: had their buy. They had their buy. But they no. yes, they already had their buy. They had their buy.
2: Yeah. So they have to kind of and they have a run of games where they can win. I mean, they can I expect them to beat the Browns. Uh, at home expecting to beat the Lions on Thanksgiving which will be uh, a national game and then they have the Patriots after that Uh, that's a toss up it it really is in in Foxborough so the next two games I expect them to win but then after that they have the Patriots Jets and Dolphins three games that they need they They gotta have
0: them they need everybody to come up to Buffalo in January to play in the playoffs yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's a huge advantage for them especially if it happens to be Miami because I, Miami looks very good and I understand why Tua is getting the uh, MVP consideration because he's undefeated as a starter uh, the three games they lost was when he was out the other seven he's been responsible for them winning if he has to go up to Buffalo Granted, Tyreek is fast. I get it. Waddle is good, but when it's cold <laughs> and you get hit two times, that's gonna that's gonna take a toll.
2: But I think what what could work with Miami's advantage is that you have, you have Raheem Mostert. You bring in Jeff Wilson. They're gonna be. I think they they'll be able to run the ball.
0: You think they will be weather? able to run the ball? Yeah. That's not what they're built for. I understand what you're saying, but that's not what they're built for. But though. that's Can what, they what Mike McDaniel,
2: like, that was, he was the run game coordinator in San Francisco before he became the OC. He is the Mostert and Jeff Wilson are familiar with what he wants right. to do running the ball.
0: But it's like having a Porsche and a Lamborghini and only allowing it to go 40 miles an hour. That's the equivalent of having Waddle and Tyreek and saying, look, guys, I understand that you all are great, but we're going to have to have you all dial it back because we're going to run the ball and control clock. In cold weather? Yeah. Okay. That's well, you going saw to how New England beat Buffalo that one but, time. But that's New England, and that's a stubborn Belichick who is going to be committed and but say, I'm only that- passing the
2: ball five times if it's that kind of, if it's that kind of weather, I mean, it doesn't matter how fast, hill uh, even if hill and cold, are. I icy or whatever. I mean, they can use the play action as well, because those are two guys who can take the top off the defense. The, the run, the run game has to be there for it to work for Miami, no matter where they play. Right. right, right.
0: But it I can, don't see them sticking to it though. Not when you, at this point, what Tyreek has the most, um, Yards per catch in the yeah yeah, through was nine games through ten games, and he's what on pace to have two thousand yards receiving, which has never been done. Of course, you had a two thousand yard running backs before, but never in passing and in a regular season. He's on pace to do that. I think they said he's up to like twenty one hundred. I want to say yards in a regular season. So. I understand that that's what you want to do, but that's extremely hard to do mentally and psychologically, knowing that you have those kind of weapons at your disposal. If, that, but
2: I'm I'm just speaking of the scenario that they have to go to Buffalo. That that's the kind of game they may have to play to win the game. I, it, it's gonna it's it's all it's just a strategic thing. But if they're in Miami. And do whatever you <laughs> use that speed, and if, and like I said, they they've beaten the Bills before, they know what they have to do to beat them because they've done it.
0: The Chiefs t- might be back in the driver's seat again, uh, seven and two. They are percentage points better um, than the Dolphins for number one in the AFC. And I think for for them, they just have to keep doing what they're doing at this point. Get a little bit better on defense, but the offense seems to have found their rhythm. And spreading the ball out, obviously Kelsey is going to be main target number one, but I think that having all the other receivers has helped um, Patrick Mahomes to where it's not Kelsey or Tyree. You know, it's either one or two. And then if I'm running around for six seconds, then I just find whoever. At this point, it's Kelsey one, and then it could be anybody based off a of matchup. So they're not it, too dependent on Tyree.
2: They have to... Those other receivers have to, you know, be ready to make plays. Yeah. If they're ready to make plays, he, he will definitely throw to the open man, whoever it is. Um, and still... But still have a commitment because it it... It's starting to turn into one of those Eagles Andy Reid teams Uh. (laughs) where they just throw it and throw it and And throw throw it it and throw it. Uh, Pacheco, I guess, has taken the he's taken Clyde's spot. Yeah. Um, I think he ran for forty something yards yesterday, but they still have to keep the defense honest by running the ball. If they like against the Titans, I didn't Mahomes throw it like sixty eight times, right? And they scored twenty points. And they beat Jacksonville 27-17. How many times did he throw it? <laughs> but they still have to be able to run the ball to keep the defense honest. And the more balanced they look, the more dangerous they are when they do actually throw it. Uh, and hopefully, um, you know, okay, Kelsey's felt Kelsey's going to be he's going to get he's going to get his because he's just too difficult to cover. Yeah. But Valdez Scantling stepping up. Juju's had a couple of good games. He had a concussion yesterday.
0: No, no. Uh so he I think he'll probably be out this coming week.
2: Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Uh Noah Gray has stepped up. Uh Valdez Scantling has stepped up. Uh they find different ways to get McCole Hardman involved using his speed. So they're doing they're, you know, getting what everyone does best. Right. But running the ball, they they gotta Find a way to do that to consistently, do that. which make it will make them much more dangerous.
0: Uh, okay, I th- I think for for them though, it, yes, running the ball is key, but the short passes to them is quote unquote running the ball for them.
2: Yeah, the long handoff, right? Like what the Patriots were doing, Brady's last few yeah. years there.
0: I think that that's the same in their mindset and how it's it's a low risk for well, you them. Get, and that's, that's even though it way is a they, pass, it's it's a low risk pass for them because they're used to it. Yeah,
2: doing with the quick passes, the screen passes, it uh, they want to use their speed. They yeah. still have a lot of speed on offense, so they're still using that. Uh, but when it comes down to it, if they, you know, if it's third and one. And you get one yard right at the ball? are oh, you, you going to run yard. these bubble screens? They can get one yard. So, I mean, it'll, it'll just be certain spots where they need to run it, uh, that they need to, you know, uh, just to keep the defense honest or make them a little less predictable and not get too too complex. I know the enemy, like, you know, he, he ran the option in college, and they have a lot of option <laughs> looks. <laughs> so – a lot of
0: Wildcats Yeah, that they can run.
2: Not, But not trying to do too much, but when it's like simple situational football. football. Yeah.
0: I think, and, and again, once again, they're the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. So regardless of the league, they can put up points, going back to what you're talking about, their speed. They can put up points in a matter of a couple of minutes. We saw that what happened in the, um the game against the Titans when they were up by, what, 17? And next thing you know, they go on a 21-0 run (laughs) and the game is blown open at that point. I think they're, and also because of the weather, you don't want to go to Kansas City and play. That's why it's important for the Dolphins to keep pace, even though they got tough games coming up against inside their division with the Patriots, um, the Jets, and Buffalo all right there together. Anything can happen in that division. We're in the West, which we thought that was going to be the the toughest division because yeah, of all the tra- – all overrated the West. All overrated <laughs> the West. The, all the trades and free agencies that took place, it looked like that, they, that was going to be the cream of the crop and whoever came out of that division was going to be head and shoulders the best. But Chargers are the Chargers. The Raiders are terrible. And Denver can't get out of their own way with their head coach. So we'll see, but um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got to discuss the first ever NFL game in Germany. This is DNA Sports Talk, eleven hundred AM. Be right back.
1: You're tuned into WWE AM, eleven (laughs) hundred.
0: Hello, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Donna D and DNA. This
1: is Ace of the A and DNA.
0: Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on... Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on... Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on... Facebook. DNA Sports Talk on...
1: Snapchat. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website. www.dnasportstalk.com
0: Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. hailing from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about The Billiard's Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy.
2: Hey. Hey. murfinetti And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE
0: 1100 AM Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk we bring the facts about sports if you don't agree, say so Then I'm going to call in live on meta. So, got a a battle coming down in the AFC Chiefs, Dolphins, either one of those teams possibly could be the 1 2 in no particular order. And then there you got the Team in the AFC North just lurking around the Ravens and the Bengals, uh, six and three, and also five and four, respectively. Lamar is still continuing to put on the show, and anything can happen when it comes to that. So I'll be interested wow. to to see what happens going forward. Who will emerge um, out of the AFC North? Uh, what is it? Ravens are coming off a of bye, so we'll see how. Uh, that will play out for for them and then in the um the south quietly quietest quietest kept the titans um six and three and leading division even um didn't get a big game from uh derrick henry the other day because i was mad i needed a at least a couple of touchdowns and uh (laughs) 170 yards rushing. I thought I was gonna get at least something comparable oh, to you're that, expecting no. a lot, 170? Yeah, it was Denver. Denver has a, they have a, they have a decent defense. defense. But I thought Henry, you see that, you know, Derrick Henry just gonna. they were rush trying to be, they were trying right to be wrong. a
2: a little less predictable after their game against the Chiefs. Oh, Okay, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, they put Malik Willis out there. There, there is yeah. a number where that was who Mahomes. played
0: decent. He didn't, he didn't. He didn't lose the game,
2: but they didn't let. When it came time to for him to actually do something, right, yeah, yeah. they couldn't. Like Mahomes threw it 68 times. Right, he threw it 16 times. times. Right, and that was the biggest uh, gap of but pass attempts. they were attempts. right there, though. They were
0: right there to win it.
2: When they had to start on their own 20 to to get a uh, to get a to get a what, a field goal or, or whatever, right. they had no chance. I, when they had to I drive know. down the field with him throwing it, I, no.
0: <sighs> I know. And I cannot believe my Bears lost to the Lions. That was and, – and wasted Justin Fields' Another amazing great day. I, I thought after 14 that – yards. I thought total. after that long run. Oh, right. Long, I thought, oh, they That's they, it. They, yeah. they got it. The defense didn't show up. They, and there was that we, missed extra point. Right, correct. Because then at least that would have been tied or maybe they would have forced them to make a decision whether to go for two. Right. 314 yards. I think this is the most rushing yards in a five-game stretch breaking Michael Vick's record, I want to say, because he had um, 167 passing, 147 rushing. He had four total touchdowns, two passing, two rushing. Like, Everything was there. I, I I enjoyed the play calling on it. I, I'm glad that they're finally... What Matt Nagy wouldn't do is... He can run. So, have a few design running plays for him. Let him come out of, you know, uh, a bootleg or something like that to get him on the move. Anything to switch it up instead of just handing it off to Montgomery and becoming too predictable of, okay, we'd hand it off two times, now let's do a play action, and we only have Mooney. Of course, having uh, Claypool has been a huge addition because now you just can't say, okay, well, let's just stop. Let's put two on Mooney, and then we're not worried about anybody else. You can't double Mooney and Claypool, and now you're seeing the effect of tight end Cole Komet having more one-on-one matchups with linebackers that he can beat because I want to say it was... He threw one touchdown to commit, but one was a big play on. A, I thought a he had Second two. down, he did. He had two.
2: I thought he had two. He one one two. was on like a busted coverage, right? He, um, I think both. Yeah, both of them were
0: two, were two for commit, right? So the offense is coming around. The defense was getting better, but I. I mean, it's a division game. I get it. Uh, so I. I won't be too critical but those are the kind of games you're going to have to learn to win and do it sooner than later but again we 100 million dollars on the cap next year we got six picks because we gave up one for claypool i think we would have had total seven but six picks uh in the draft coming up and more to come so i'm okay i'm okay um uh, my day would have been better if the packers would have lost but you know it is what it was um uh, there's no excuse for Dallas to have lost that game up twenty eight fourteen.
2: I I didn't even see the game, but I, I'll disagree. <laughs> I didn't even watch. You didn't
0: it. want to watch it,
2: no, because I, uh, I figured like Aaron Rodgers probably going to do something that's not supposed to happen, <laughs> and then the Packers win the game. I just didn't want to watch it in real time. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: but for uh, Aaron Jones to have a good game. Uh, Rodgers only threw it 20 times.
0: Which is surprising.
2: Yeah. Uh, so they... Um, it was a, bit, a little a bit of a different kind of game from the Packers. Uh, wondering if this Christian Watson performance was a fluke? Hey. Well, he
0: did drop a pass initially. Yeah. But Rodgers <laughs> went back to him and he counted them off on his last one. One, two, three touchdowns throughout the game. They... He, 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 yeah, he went back to him. He probably didn't have a choice. Well, no, he could have thrown the Lazard. I was mad because I had Lazard on fantasy, and that didn't give me nothing. I was like, come on, really? But I got to give credit to uh, Matt LaFleur, head coach, and the play calling of they they, they did kind of take the ball out of Rogers' hands. They said they cannot stop the run, and it was proven that they couldn't stop it because even up to— two scores. you would have thought okay now it's time to hand the ball to Aaron Rodgers let him throw Uh, that was midway through the third quarter now it's time to sling it you know around the yard so to speak let him have you know 30 attempts in the last quarter and a half but they didn't they went back to what worked in the first half of like you said running the ball and Jones being effective they were getting six seven yards a pop and the couple of times after that, when you got to play action, you could get it to Watson, who had a good game, who's the, the rookie uh, for the Packers. But a, but that was more so on the defense. I understand that a lot was being made about Mark, Mike McCarthy not kicking the field goal, fourth and four. I think it would have been a 53-yarder, 52-53-yarder. He said it was right on the line of where, what's your nickname, Mayer? Meyer Meyer Meyer. is right on Meyer's mark but he said he made up his mind on second down that we were going to go for it if it comes to a fourth down nine times out of ten I don't have a problem with coaches going for it on fourth down but I uh, nine times out of ten I have a problem on the play calling of the fourth down and that was a bad play call. Like, fourth and four, and you had Dak dropping back, I think, on like a five-step, six-step drop. Like, it should have been a three-step, get it to your receiver, let him make a move. Kind of like what um, the Raiders did with Devontae Adams and his uh, in this game. Like, they gave, they were giving Devontae like five or six yards. So, quick throw out to him, let him make a move. You had C.D. Lamb, you know, to where if you throw he a, he had a great game, a, huh? He had a great game. Yeah. throw it to him. Let him make a move.
2: I, I do wonder, and sometimes, if he doesn't no, make
0: the move, and the defense player gets him, then again, I don't have a problem with the play calling or going for it either one at that particular point because you put in your best player's hand and said make a play, but the defensive player made a better one.
2: I do wonder at at times with with those kind of plays, with with those kind of situations, why there isn't more of the. Uh, like we see those like quick screens or, or bubble screens where they have a bunch formation right. on one side. Why don't we see that on, on a fourth oh, and man. four, fourth right. and five where you can, if he makes a guy miss, he gets a first down. So, and, and then sometimes we see teams in that situation, they'll throw down the field where you needed four yards, you Why threw you it throw 20 yards. There? So <laughs> man, a lot of times I see, Uh, That's why I always look at, you know, those kinds of decisions like situation. I don't it's hard to see why these coaches don't play these uh, recognize what they can do in these type of situations. I I think I may have mentioned it to you before, but with um, the former uh, Grizzlies vice president, John Hollinger, Mm -hmm. uh, he says like more coaches should play Madden and NBA 2K. to see what they should do, do in certain situations, like under two minutes or on fourth down. So I, I, it, it's becoming oh, more wow. true every week. <laughs>
0: A quick slant. You know, s- something to where you get the ball out quickly and you or, don't have chance for an all-out blitz or something where you have the quarterback dropping back again six, seven um, times to only go forward for four yards. Or looking at, um, you know,
2: the in those kind of situations, look at what kind of plays you have for two point conversions. I know that's right, two yeah. yards, but it is similar. Should be one it's that similar. Can, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a similar situation to where if they got creative, that's that's fine. I mean, that's one way to, to get those four yeah. yards. But d- consider like, okay, we need to get the first down. It doesn't have to be a chunk play. If it's four yards, we need four yards. Four yards we need right. a four-yard play. Right. We should have four-yard plays in the playbook.
0: That was a problem in that Raiders game uh, when it came down to the end. I think it was a fourth and six, and they throw a, um, a deep fade that went out of bounds like 20 some yards down the field. It's like, why? Get six, seven, get a first down, spike it, and then you got another play. You know, you... You didn't need a, you know, a 20-yard down the field play, a fade route that's, you know, that's going to be thrown out of bounds. Again, it's the play calling. But, uh, yeah, I don't blame Mike McCarthy for going for it. Again, I just didn't like the play call. And the defense did not show up against a team like Green Bay, who I don't know if this puts them back on track or not. We'll see. Or I don't know if this is uh, something that can be demoralizing to the Cowboys to where people are saying they want Cooper Rush instead of Dak. (laughs) I mean,
2: the Packers had lost five straight. Uh,
0: Or is it just that the Packers have y'all number?
2: I don't think it's that
0: necessarily. it, It is a lot of times. It's just for whatever but, reason, like I said,
2: but it, I, I didn't watch it because I, I felt so was going to happen. Ridiculous, <laughs> and the Packers were going to win the game. But the Packers had lost five straight. They're at home. Uh, I think there would have been a mutiny on all fronts had the Packers lost the game because they would have dropped to three and seven. Uh, they got um, they have the Titans on Thursday at yeah. home. Uh, another another big game for them and a game they could possibly win uh to get and I I think they might be on track then but then they, they got the Eagles right after that so we'll okay. we'll see so it's a it's not mm. it's there's a chance for the Packers to to get it back on track We're
0: back on track speaking of who do you like tonight Eagles or commanders uh it's um uh, in Philly I,
2: I like the Eagles uh for this um they are they. They they've played. They're probably one of the more balanced teams on both sides of the ball uh, in the league right now. Um, and Washington, while 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 Heineken is he's That's uh, my
0: guy Heineken.
2: He can you know he can make some plays for you. Uh, it won't be enough. I don't think it'll be enough.
0: No, I I got Washington. I I think uh, I'm gonna go Washington by seven. i I mean, um, the Eagles by seven. I give Washington enough because it's a vision game to keep it somewhat close. But uh, maybe even eight. I'll go eight. Um, 30-22 or something like that. I think that they will eventually run away with it. Washington might score late to make it look a little bit closer. But, yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Uh, The Giants are looking good. You afraid of them? you got them coming up in a couple of weeks. They uh granted it was the Texas they beat, but they, I will say this about the Giants. They're beating the teams they need to beat. Yes, they have played a a weak schedule by other team standards, but they're beating the teams they need to beat.
2: Well, they they have a, a couple of wins that in hindsight look a little more impressive, uh beating uh the Titans, uh beating right. the Ravens. Um and that Packers win might look good later down the line <laughs> if the Packers get it together. But the Cowboys have beaten the Giants, already gave them their first loss. Right. Uh, so it's not out of the realm of possibility to beat them again. It'll be on Thanksgiving. Um, I think that it, it comes down to uh, you stop Saquon Barkley. It kind of limits what they can do right. offensively. Because if they if he gets going, then that open thing open things up for for the passing game. And I think in this last game, and they he only threw it seventeen times. Right. Barkley got thirty-five carries. Um so they're gonna go if, if Barkley gets it going, that's what that's makes the Giants stoppable. That's what makes them hard to stop.
0: Um so the AFC West Seahawks took their L against um, Tampa Bay over in Germany. Uh, Tom Brady said that it's probably one of the best experiences that he's had in his entire football career, which goes back to 1984, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> it feels like. But um, been trying to tell you, G, there will be games or a team over in London. If they can go to Germany they can stop a few hours and have a team in London.
2: Okay, it's so coming. You know, it's that. coming. Let me make sure I have this right. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, Tampa has their buy.
0: They, Next, have, they, 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 like they like have a buy almost,
2: and so do the Seahawks. They have a bye coming back from Germany. It's <laughs> logistically, it doesn't. It, there, there's not going to be a team in Germany. I don't think there's gonna be there's a team there. in London. It's either. coming
0: in London. All right, we're gonna get one in Mexico City first, and then we're gonna to go to Mexico London. City can work. London does not work. They're trying to do it. It's gonna be on it's gonna be on Amazon Prime too. <laughs> All London games will be on Amazon Prime.
2: And then like in, in America, <laughs> they gotta watch it at nine, nine thirty in yes. the morning. Yes. It's supposed to be in Sunday school. <laughs>
0: that's why you go put that why they go be at 7 a.m. <laughs> Wake up, you go to Sunday school. <laughs> Gotta watch the game at 9 30. <laughs> All right, they're prepping for it. Um Brady is 2-0 since the divorce was finalized. I told y'all. I told y'all. When you go through a divorce, once everything is final and set, once you have a schedule set especially for someone in the NFL. And I think it's um, either you or Asa talked about the It's similar to military in far as schedule and regiment and everything. Once something has been ingrained in you for years of a schedule, there's no more guesswork of this is scheduled, this is what's going to take place here and here and here. You're able to deal with it better. Not saying that, you know, he's not dealing with it and not having, you know, some moments probably on the field where you know th- thoughts might creep into your head and you're can be distracted about something but it's easier to deal with once things are set and I
2: well I think what can thing that, see that helped them is that uh trying to have a consistent running game and before net was 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 out there but Rashad white ran for over 100 yards right uh Chris Godwin
0: he's played.
2: he looks healthy Mike Evans of course like he had a couple of injuries, I think, but he he's been out there. Uh, Julio showed up. Julio,
0: right? <laughs> well, we ain't gonna see Julio for two more weeks. I I didn't see Julio since week two. Since
2: week two, right? And I feel I we gonna get we that gonna injury report on Wednesday and see hamstring injury. <laughs> um, but having Julio, it, it does help. It helps. It it does help. So the having, thing, this having those weapons since. out there.
0: This might be the first time this year, or maybe week one, that all three have been have played together. I won't say healthy because right now this might
2: right be the first time because I, I think Godwin, Godwin didn't, didn't play, play the first, first week. Yeah,
0: so this might be the first time they've all been on the field together. And this again, this is week ten. Everybody's playing with an injury at this point. There's a bruise, uh, a pull. Uh, everybody's playing with an injury. So, but this is the first time. I won't say this first time they're all healthy. This is the first time they've all played together on the field. As a unit in the wide receiving core, so that helps. And again, not asking Brady to throw it all over the place when you yeah, have they, a solid running game like they that. They ran it
2: 44 times, so they they committed to they the committed run. To the run,
0: yeah. Uh, let's go back to Thursday night's game. What did that tell you about the um, the Falcons? Uh, Besides somebody trying to throw off their backside. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um you could say they're not quite ready for prime time. <laughs> uh but I think the 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 defense played the the pass defense was okay. I mean, but I think they, they have a hard time with stopping the run. Uh, in this game. Um uh Deontay Foreman ran for 130 yards. Yeah. Uh but I think like I said, like Carolina's playing with a different energy. The defense came at Mariota. They were harassing him
0: all night. And he was <laughs> pitiful. Now, uh, I understand what was it, Jake Matthews? Mm-hmm. He came to the game. Well, he was at the arena. Of course, it was just up the street, basically. But then um, he went back home, had the birth of his child. Congratulations. Then make it back in time for the game. I don't know if that played a part in why the, you know, the pass rush. I mean the 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 defensive line for the Panthers were able to get the Mariota or not, you know. That might have had something to do with it, but you still do not throw the ball. Laying on your back, just throwing it up for grabs. If the Falcons were not, what is it? They a game behind the Tampa Bay Bucks for a playoff and a division win. I think they would have gone to Ritter by now, but because they're still in the hunt, they won't make that move yet. I would personally make the move because I've I have what nine games. Uh,
2: no, They've seven. Had, you got seven left. Seven games left.
0: Not, but they played nine, right? They played, they, they, they played played ten. They played ten, so they haven't had to buy four or six, right? I would start Ritter to see what I have. Because otherwise, I need to figure out what I need to do in the draft. Is Ritter going to be that guy? I need to know that now. And seven games and also having him in games that mean something will let me know what I need to do as a a GM if I'm what? Terry Fontenot, right? Terry Fontenot.
2: Well, I think we'll see where they're at after these next three games. Uh, They have the Bears, Commanders, and Steelers. uh, Three games that they could lose all of them.
0: Let's hope they lose to <laughs> the Bears. <best. laughs> uh,
2: so they could lose all of them. Then they go into their bye. Uh, so I think by after that Steelers game, we'll know where they are and if they're going to go to Ritter at that point. Uh, not to say it's a punt on the season, but I think four games is is enough to see what you have with Ritter, um, to see if you're going to go after a quarterback uh, in the draft. In the draft. Even though that, that pick might not be very high, but it's a, you could say it's a quarterback deep draft potentially yeah, with but- Young, Stroud, Levis. Um, Bo, some people are trying to put Bo Nix in the first round. Oh my. Drake God. May, KJ right. Jefferson. Uh, so there are some other, but at that point, you know, I've heard some people say like, if, um, if you're drafting in the 20s and uh there's and you need a quarterback, just wait till the next round to, to get your quarterback. So, if they're drafting kind of in the middle they're going to be about and they can't move up 15. If they can't move up, they might have to tra- make a trade to move up to get the guy that they want if they really want a quarterback.
0: Falcons are going to pick about five, 15. Again, they're going to be in what I consider Draft Purgatory because they're gonna they need to lose the rest of these games to ensure a top five pick. We know the Texas will be the first pick, but after that, it could be Raiders around the second. Um, who else is having a bad year? That, yeah, they would need to lose out. The Saints, they need um, to lose out and be at four and 13 if they want to have a top five pick, otherwise. They're gonna go what I predicted at the beginning of the year, eight and nine, and be stuck picking around fifteen or sixteen. And then, like you say, then you have to put together deals to move up to get a quarterback. Which is not where you wanna be. Unless, of course, you can wait till the second round. If it's the the quarterback you want, but again, you still need to see what Ritter can do. And I would I would personally want more than four games. Because if he they're waiting for the last four games, that means they're out of contention altogether. Well, and I'm, I've seen everything from Mariota now. I'm he, basing that on too many mistakes in key situ key situations, like throwing bad picks, not just like uh, a tipped or uh, receiver ran the wrong route. I can understand that, but it's you throwing st- straight to a defensive guy, and you come back and you can see it the camera angle from what he's seeing. It's like if you. <laughs> There's a linebacker standing there, and then there's a DB right next to him, but you still decide to throw the football.
2: I'm basing that on uh, uh, that they've that Arthur Smith said that they're sticking with Mariota. (laughs) Even after that game, they're sticking with him. Uh, So they basically feel there's no reason to go to Ritter right now. But it's it's not even draft purgatory. It's kind of like you know your uh, the rest of the season is a little bit in limbo because okay, do you want to get the high draft pick or do you want to try to? I mean, I understand you know the players are going to compete. You don't want it. You can't you can't necessarily tank in the NFL because right. it's it's noticeable. <laughs> it's more noticeable if you tank. So, uh it would see it would feel like tanking or punting on the season if you put in Ritter with 7 games left rather than 4.
0: If Mariota was playing decent, I would agree with you. But it, every game he has a turnover. I, it's, and a costly one.
2: He it could it, You it, know what I'm saying? If 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 you want to bench Mariota, I could see that. Right. I I understand. I I, I understand what you're saying with going to, with going to Ritter now. Uh, I just don't think they'll, I think they're, they're trying to win that they're one game back and feel like they can make this work. So I think that's what they're going for. Um, But it actually might not be the best idea to
0: try to win the division. You got to do something. I mean, I'm what was it? Um Cool, the kicker missed two point after tips. Like this is everything just went wrong and I get it. So now you need a fresh, you know, a fresh QB to come in and kind of change the landscape of things and to realize that hey yes, we're trying to win, but we're not going to continue to lose because Mariota is screwing up. It's this that simple. Uh, let's go to college football. You brought up Bo Nix. So glad we don't have to hear the Bo Nix for Heisman anymore. <laughs> Thank you. There is a God. Um, 37-34, Washington beat um, Oregon. Uh, of course, Bo Nix got um, knocked out of that game for a little while but came back. But, yes, we do not have to hear him for Heisman anymore.
2: What was so, like, anticlimactic about that game, is that that last drive where I, I I couldn't really tell if the receiver stepped out of bounds before he came back right, in? Right. I couldn't tell, but they could. That's not something they could review, right? I mean, they could review if he stepped out of bounds, but they couldn't review if he was pushed out. Wow. I think he was pushed out, but,
1: but it did is you what see it the is. The
2: last pass
0: that uh, but the he, last it, pass
2: <laughs> did it make it to the fifteen yard line? They they were on the forty. <laughs> They were on the 40, I think. Oh, I could have thrown a pass further than that. <laughs> I thought I like, well, they got they got one Well, actually, I think if they tried to kick it, it would have been like 52, 53 yard field goal. I think so. Yeah. Um I guess they yeah, didn't have the kicker have for it. with He's... with the leg for. It, so yeah. so they're actually on like the 34, 35 yard line, but I yeah, feel he like threw he, it like
0: 15 yards. Yeah. I was like I
2: Did he get hit? I don't think that happened. That's
0: the Bo Nicks we all know. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) who he was was masquerading before that, (laughs) but that's the Bo Nicks that we know. Uh, Tennessee bounced back and bounced back well. Throttled uh, Missouri 66-24. LSU, great game against Alabama the week before. They... Slight letdown. You only beat Arkansas thirteen to ten, but that used to be a um, rivalry. I think that game used to be played the day after Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving. right? Yeah. And uh, Arkansas is no slouch, but again, congratulations to to LSU to even pull that game out after you had such an emotional win the week before, yeah. and to go ahead and sew up the SEC West. Uh, so now by virtue of Georgia beating uh, Mississippi State handedly 45-19, Georgia versus LSU for the SEC championship, which I think LSU, uh, they have a slight chance, but it'll be a virtual home game for, for Georgia. LSU travels well, but that's virtually a home game for, for Georgia. So all Georgia has to do is win out, and, of course, they'll be – the number one team it is good for Tennessee because they don't have to play in the SEC championship game if they went out they will probably get in because I think they need they need
2: uh well one of the one of the two three and four one of them is going to lose
0: correct well obviously either Ohio State or Michigan because they will come down to the um the last regular season game in the Big team. And I think a, a
2: lot of people just want TCU to lose in general. Right. Uh they they want TCU out of there like the um, I know they they beat Texas, they, you know, beat them by to a 10. touchdown. Yeah. But Texas was favored by a touchdown. I was like, I think that's just people really wanting TCU, TCU. out of there.
0: <laughs> Go Horn Frogs. Go Horn Frogs. I I thought that was a big win for TCU for one. um, Gary Patterson just left TCU, got fired, went to Texas. Not not too much has changed in less than a year. He knows those guys. He recruited those guys. And for them to go to Texas, and as you mentioned, Texas being the favorite to win says a lot about TCU. They've now beaten five teams that were ranked at the time. Um, All were top 19. They beat Texas, who was 18. I know Oklahoma State was like an eight. They beat Kansas, I think that was 17. They beat Oklahoma, that was top 10. And yeah, well, uh, see, Oklahoma was 18. Oklahoma at the time. 18. Okay. Kansas
2: was 19. 19. Oklahoma State was eight. eight right. Kansas State was 17. 17. And then Texas was 18. 18. Right. But I think the way that, uh, especially, Oklahoma State is just falling apart. Uh. Kansas, they, their quarterback got hurt, right. so their season felt. But they're but going to a bowl t- game. But again, at the time, at, at
0: the time, though, you're a top twenty team.
2: So they've those,
0: beaten five. To me, their resume is just as impressive as Georgia's, right? Because at the time, Kansas had their quarterback again. When you can be the top twenty ranked team at the time, that says a lot about team. And I want to say three of those were on the road, like this Texas game.
2: Um, Kansas was on the road. Texas was on the road. And wasn't Stillwater?
0: Other... Oklahoma State? No, that was at home. That was at home. So just two on the road? Yeah. Okay.
2: But still, but still like those were, those are ranked teams at the time. Right. Uh, and for them to go out and, 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 they've beaten the teams on the schedule. Uh, but, I think they're being looked at a little bit in a different context as someone like Alabama. Like, TCU beat these teams, but then they lost more games, so now the wins don't look as impressive. But with Alabama, they lost to the number – They lost to Tennessee. They, they lost to Tennessee, who's now a top-five team, right. and they lost to LSU, who is number seven.
0: And going to the <laughs> SEC championship and, game.
2: R- right, right. Uh, they're so, going to
0: find they're they, and what they're hoping they're hoping that there is a loss of TCU and of course Ohio State Michigan because I got a feeling they're trying to figure out a way to get Alabama back into this. It, it's <laughs> inevitable that whatever it is they try to do. Um, of course, they beat Ole Miss thirty to twenty four, which wasn't good news for Auburn in recruiting because they want Lane Kiffin. Um, well, he's been rumored. He lost, and then uh, Liberty lost. So Hugh Freeze lost. So not a good, good time for Auburn. But I want to give props to Cadillac Williams coming in. They played a tough game against Mississippi State. Probably could have won that one uh, last week. And then Auburn beat. Um, I just forgot who did they just beat. Who Auburn? Uh. Why am I it's the those, Texas A.M. They beat T- Texas T- A.M. Yeah. 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 Um, the passion that um, you can see Cadillac Williams, uh, who's running back there, who was a running back's coach. Look at that, Jeff Saturday. Uh Well, I, I want to talk about Jeff Saturday, Jim Ursay. Look at that, hiring somebody who's already on staff that's an assistant coach to be the interim. But anyway, um, <laughs> he's really um, pouring into the guys. You can tell it meant a lot to get that win. Um, some people are saying that this is testing the Warders to see if they can handle a black coach down in Auburn to possibly bring in oh, Dion. Oh, yeah. That that's what this is all about. Definitely. <laughs> and um, I can see that happening. That if this project goes well, because that's what it basically is, then it's like, okay, yeah, we can give Dion a shot. I hope Dion stays at Jackson State, though.
2: I don't. I want him to continue. I don't, I don't to, see Dion taking this particular job because it, I don't it think would just look the at like
0: that he needs.
2: It would just be jumping at the first Power Five school that offers a job. No,
0: Florida State offered him, so it wouldn't no, be the didn't. first one. They did. I,
2: I, I it, it couldn't have been serious.
0: It, it was serious. He was offered Florida State job. But he said no; it wasn't the right it time. It was too, then. yeah. yeah okay. It wasn't it the was right too time. Soon. It
2: was definitely too soon.
0: It was too soon. But I mean, it's Dion. Is you know, he's the what the what did they say? Second most touchdown, or he's tied with Lee Corso or something about touchdowns. But you know, bringing the guy who you know helped put Florida State on the map, I get it. Now, what's interesting is that Dion wants to. um after the Celebration Bowl, which um, you have the winner from the SWAC and the MIAC play, which is the um, HBU's um, bowl game. If they are, he not not just Jackson State, but um, he mentioned FAMU as well. That teams that have winning records, why aren't they considered for bowl games instead of having teams that are below 500? I want to say they had like about. Four or five teams last year with five and second rec- five and seven records. Normally, they want you to at least be six and six. He was like, "Why don't we have, you know, uh, our champions from the the meak and the SWAC. He's in the Swag. Um, why aren't those teams invited to play in that particular bowl game uh, outside of just the Celebration Bowl?"
2: Well, I, there are probably some restrictions with them being FCS. FCS, right? Like last year. Okay, Jackson State. Uh, even though they won the, they won the SWAC. Florida a and won the MIAC and Florida A&M played in the national tournament. Correct. That's why South Carolina State played in the, in the Celebration Bowl. Because it's not even. I think it's kind of awkward in the FCS where the conference champion doesn't get a bid automatically. Because Jackson State, if they won the SWAC, they probably should have been in the national tournament. Right. Or they had the, the option to decline or, or something to that effect. Because uh, right now in the SCS. It's better,
0: it's better to play in the um, Celebration Bowl than to play in the tournament. Because there are more eyes on the Celebration Bowl. It is a bowl game. There is more money for the school as of playing in a tournament where they only show the championship game. And even that one is, you know, CBS at noon. And Mountain Union or uh, North Dakota uh, State is going to be playing.
2: Well, well, right now it'd be South Dakota State, South Dakota Montana State, right? Uh, but right
0: now, Jackson, and you got to travel to those, you know.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it. Those aren't neutral site Neutral
0: games. sites, right?
2: Right now, Jackson State is ranked number five in FCS, the number five team. Um, and Florida A&M is number twenty-four. Yeah. So they're two of the top. Uh, uh North Carolina Central is number 25. Who's
0: already punched their ticket to the um by winning the MEAC, they'll be in a Celebration Bowl. So to face Jackson State. So I mean I, it's if it's a matter of it's better
2: to play the Celebration Bowl than to be in the tournament then, then yep. that's what it is. Right. But as far as them playing in an FBS bowl game, I don't know if um while that does sound intriguing, um uh, a lot of times, there's a reason why the FCS teams are scheduled uh, early in the season or
0: right. late
2: November, right before the bowl game, right before the rivalry game, like they do in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, so I, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch it, it, it is, uh, for but, the bowl game that it's, you know. It's, but
0: here's the thing too unless you're playing in the college football playoff this is all about recruiting it's not like these guys and we've seen and this is starting to be the trend a lot of guys that are going to be first or second rounders not even playing in that particular bowl game and again we're not taking away from a team that's gone 10 and 2 these are teams that are again 5 and 7 but just because they have to because they're what 40 some 43 bowl games you have to put teams in there, so we're we're talking about playing on you know December twenty third. There
2: there are too many bowls.
0: It is, but you know the sponsors pay for them. But again, here's a chance to highlight a, a couple of HBCU teams who've had great seasons to play in a particular game where we're not watching Bowling Green at um, you know six and six playing against Eastern Michigan who's six and six on the pinstripe bowl on January 23rd, you know, we can have a Jackson state playing this particular ball game and uh, highlight and showcase those players because, and it might bring more eyes to those particular ball game because be honest, if it's a January 3rd and it's Bowling Green against Eastern Michigan, are you going to watch? No. Right. (laughs) But if it's Jackson state against Eastern Michigan, would you watch?
2: That that would be more interesting. It would because, be more because, interesting because of who Jackson State is. Mean, right. I could, I could, or I,
0: FAMU, or FAMU. You know,
2: right? I, I could, I could understand that. Um,
0: to see I how do know, they I, stack up against?
2: I just want to know what the restrictions are as far as FCS playing in an FBS bowl, right? Uh, and not playing in the tournament, or could you, could you decline the tournament to play in that FBS bowl? So it. Maybe at least
0: might. it's a conversation.
2: Yeah, but also at the same time, you know, with HBCUs, when they play, if they play a power, if they well, not power five, but FBS, FBS schools, you know, it's normally someone from the power five in the same state or the same region. Right. Um, we would like, okay, someone from the SWAC playing someone from the MAC or Conference USA. Mm-hmm. We don't normally see that in the regular season. So while it would be interesting for the bowl games, I don't know if that Conference USA or whatever group of 5 school uh would want that. I don't know how much I don't they don't have any control over because have, right. these They're are so, invites to the bowl. The invite. Yeah. But I think um those those group of 5 schools that the HBCUs may play against would probably highly resist Playing in HBCU, you know, if this is just a middling seven and five, six and six team, but you got ten and 0, 11 and zero, Jackson State. Uh, Why not? They're like, no, they don't want to get. They feel like they'll get embarrassed, and they don't want that. <laughs> Even though they Eastern probably get the same Michigan. amount of money, for, it's Western for, for Kentucky. Going to the, you know, like, going to the bowl, it is. What they it don't is. want to be embarrassed. Right.
0: But again, these guys are just trying to showcase their talent. You know. Again, if you're not playing for a college football playoff, you know, it's it doesn't – I won't say it doesn't mean anything, but it doesn't mean anything. It, it's an all-star game. It's an all-star game.
2: But somebody might – but I think people just don't want – they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to I wanna take an it. L. Because if, Jack,
0: if Jackson State
2: <laughs> – Yes, eats, yes beats a, a, a Western Kentucky or a yes. Bowling Green. Or
0: even if it's close, 31-30 and they have to kick a field goal to win it. That now allows better recruiting and it allows... Oh, I never knew that this linebacker from Jackson State was that good because all we hear about is um, Shadura, which is his Shadua son. Sanders, and Sanders. Um, Travis Right, yeah. Now I get to see the linebacker and be like, hmm, maybe I can pick him up fifth round. You know what I'm saying? Because he played good against Eastern Kentucky and had a, a a good game, it's just about putting more eyes and visibility on the players.
2: It it would be it stop would trying be to interesting. knock their
0: dreams, Jim. I, Dream I think killer. it would be
2: interesting, but I well, think I the group you. of five schools—they're like, I don't want to play them. But I'm Jack. I know Jackson State will be more than happy if if it could happen, they'll do it. But that other school, they don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: Does TCU beat Baylor and stay undefeated?
2: They should. Um I I'm picking TCU to win to win. Um it's at Baylor. It's at Baylor. They're but only it's, in it's in the afternoon. It's in if it was at night, I might lean towards Baylor. But it's in the TCU. afternoon, I'm going TCU. Uh
0: the other big game, um, does Georgia hang on? They don't have a slip up against Kentucky at Kentucky?
2: Um the, yeah, this this Kentucky thing is is it's over. It's over. So uh, I think Georgia will handle it.
0: Uh, Tennessee still beat South Carolina by what they got it by twenty one. They don't have a yeah. You know, Tennessee realized that they still got to win out and play well to in the hopes that um, of course Ohio State and Michigan one of them fall out of the top four and they move back in.
2: They should win by thirty.
0: And then um, we can Utah. Uh, travels to Oregon. That's 13 versus 6. Who you like?
2: I'm picking Utah. I'm picking uh, Utah. Just to make sure this is over.
0: <laughs> no more Bo. <laughs> I told y'all the only Bow we recognize is Jackson. <laughs> there should be no other Bow. that should retire that name. Like <laughs> You have a child to be like, we want a name. but No, you got to pick another name. That's it. That is the only bow. Uh, it's surprising, though, uh, once again, uh, for Texas A&M, this is the first time that they have were ranked number six, and right now are three and seven. So they're out of bowl eligibility unless, of course, they don't have enough teams that are 500, Then I don't know if they'll even be asked to come in. But to be preseason six, to, to be that bad,
2: I think they're like the fifth or sixth school to be ranked top six and then uh, finish with a losing record.
0: Yeah, not since Texas in 2010 when they were ranked fifth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and they're also the first team, first school to have the number one recruiting class and then have a losing record. And have a losing record, right.
0: Uh, let's go MLB. First, we'll start with a report out of um, Houston. Uh, congratulations to the Astros once again on winning the World Series. Um they're going to extend um Dusty Baker one more year on his contract. Uh
2: I wonder whose call that was because the GM's gone. Correct. Then they fired the assistant
0: then GM, they fired <laughs> the assistant GM. <laughs> right
2: after that. Uh so who made that call do to extend Dusty? Uh, it was
0: one it was either GM or the assistant GM because they both were gone right after <laughs> that was said. <laughs>
2: Uh, so I think they'll be looking to uh, see if they can make one more run, uh, and just see where Dusty is at the end of next season.
0: <sighs> okay, congratulations to um, Rodriguez for Seattle. He won the AL Rookie of the Year. You okay with that?
2: Yeah, um, he had he had a good season. Um, I think him his showcasing the home run derby kind of got more eyes on him Right. Um, he kind of
0: ran away with it 29 first place votes
2: yeah and that helped and then Seattle made the playoffs so he was a big reason for that
0: Uh, Julio Rodriguez once again American League Rookie of the Year now National League Rookie of the Year went to Michael Harris of the Braves number 2 was Spencer Strider also from the Braves uh, we both felt that we thought Strider, the pitcher, would probably get it over Harris, but uh, that's the first time teammates have finished one-two uh, in Rookie of the Year since 2011. So I don't, I don't have a problem with Harris. I just thought Strider had a better. Uh, yeah,
2: I, I felt season. like like Harris played like half the season, but I don't know how many games he played exactly. I felt Strider was there the whole season. Whole season, right? Um, but. You know, I think they they both had a great impact on the Braves season. So it's it's not surprise. it's a little surprising that he won, but also not I mean, I'm not taking away from and
0: him. And in twenty eleven it was Craig Kimbrell and Freddie Freeman. <laughs> so the Braves haven't done it since the Braves did it. <laughs> Which sets them up well for next year um coming in where you got um two solid rookies looks like they you know reports are being talked about they need to go get an arm go get pitching but i think that more they so the bullpen um,
2: Mick Anderson from right. the Rays correct uh and I, I you know and there were talks about um what they're going to do with Dansby Swanson i they're going to let him walk
0: they're not uh, going to pay him no, i i think if they i don't think so Depending on how much. Because that could be the slap in the face to an Acuna. You know what I'm but saying? But I think that
2: they're going to offer something in the range of of what Acuna got. Not Albies, but Acuna, Acuna. Yeah. Uh, but less than Austin Riley. I think that's what the Braves want to do. I think Swanson sees himself as worth more than, more that. than that. And some people talking about, well, you know, would they go after Trey Turner Or uh, Carlos Correa, they're not going to. You have Vaughn Grissom, and I think they're going to go. He's going to be the shortstop next year, right? So they're going to go with him and let Dansby Swanson go. Thanks for everything.
0: Appreciate you. Wouldn't want to. Wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) want to get your money.
2: Right. Go out there and get it.
0: They showed something today that I thought was interesting. Russell Wilson was drafted by the Rockies at 140th. 272 was Jacob DeGrom, 352 was Jock Peterson, Mr. Pearls, Chris Bryant was five hundred and forty-six. this was in the 2010 draft, and Aaron Judge was 935th overall. That's, That's crazy. That Russell was 140th and all of these players that have had great careers so far are below that. So how good really was Russell Wilson? At baseball.
2: Yeah, I, I I think he would have made a, a a good baseball player and it also shows how long does this MLB draft go <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: 935th Aaron Judge um, congratulations to the Miami Marlins they named Carolyn O'Connor as their president of business operations She's the first um, female in a major US professional sports to be a president and a GM um, before that they had um Kim um, Wynn, I think it was her last name she was uh, a GM for the Marlins, I think they did that almost exactly two years ago as being the first yeah. GM first female GM in a um, US professional sport, so the Marlins are forward thinking and trying to make sure they have a excellent diversity hire, so once again uh, congratulations to to her, and we'll see how well that she, she does with the Marlins um, my Cubs, we let go of, um, Jason Hayward. We appreciate his services, but, uh, thank you for helping us get a ring too. But, uh, <laughs> got to go now, which, you know, I, I think it was time. I mean, who knows at this point, he could probably be a manager next year. Jim Irsay has set the precedent. Anybody can do it.
2: The person who I think is going to be a, but in baseball, the the player who becomes the manager is uh, the catcher
0: because of having called the game. Yeah. and everything.
2: So Yadier Molina is going to be get he I, he's already going to manage the um. Uh, uh, I I want hold, let me I want to get the country right because I know how.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, I, I want to get
2: the country right. Don't make a mistake. Okay, he's going to manage Puerto Rico. Okay, in the World Baseball Classic, <laughs> so he's he's he's, got he's right becoming now. a coach uh, right away to see how that goes. Um, but I think he'll eventually be um, a major league manager. Uh, but I'll see that with, um, you know, Mike Scotia, former catcher. He became a manager. Yeah. Uh, Joe Girardi, former catcher, became a manager. manager. So. Um, you, I, that that's kind of the, the the trend as far as hiring a former player as a manager soon after they retire. Right. So that I just see Yadier Molina is the next one.
0: I can see that. Uh, NBA. So Milwaukee took their first L thanks to the uh, home team Atlanta Hawks, and they've lost uh, another game six since then. Um, they actually got Atlanta tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's just a good matchup for Atlanta. I don't like that they're shooting 25% from three, which is not good as a team for Atlanta. And taking bad shots is an issue for me right now with Atlanta. I, everybody struggles, and Trey is struggling right now, but the whole team is – they're trying to force their way. They're saying they're staying the right things of, hey, I'm just trying to take what the defense gives. I'm just trying to make the open shot when I get it. But they're – they're trying to force their way into shooting better threes as opposed to what we always like to do is go make a layup or get a free throw, you know, take the lid off the basket, so to speak, and then start inching your way back and shooting threes. But now the new NBA is three or layup. There is no more mid range game unless you're DeMar DeRozan and you're just an anomaly. It's taken away that, of let me just see a few jump shots go in. It's, Three a bust. Now they have a you know a decent record and we'll see what happens tonight. I, I last time I saw they were up 47-40 against uh, Milwaukee. But I've been shocked more so with how well Boston has played despite not having their, their head coach Udoka so far.
2: Um, I think a part of it is the uh, Jason Tatum being more assertive um, I think he has set the team record for most points to the first ten games of the season. He's right. averaging thirty. Um, and everyone else kind of just kind of just falling in. Um, Jalen Brown's been playing well. So I think they're they're just it's kind of a maybe a different focus for them to to come out and just, you know, play aggressively. And, and, focus on the game and, and try to lock in on that. Oh, uh, Brad, anything that's going on the, going outside of it, outside of the
0: team. Jock Vaughn is the coach of the Nets. He should have been the coach a couple of years three ago, three years ago, right? Yeah. Three years ago before Nash, the way that he had that team playing well and made the playoffs when everybody was hurt. It was a long time coming. So we'll see now if that will spark, uh, Brooklyn to, to get back into things. Um, We'll see. In the West, Portland is number one. Can you believe it?
2: <laughs> no one, no one expected no that. No
0: one, no one. Um, the Jazz have fallen a little bit down to earth. I uh, got a chance to see them when they played the Hawks. I really like the Jazz group because they are a team. I think that, of course, everybody had them um, basically being the worst team. Either them on the Rockets and basically when they let go of Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, it was like, okay, we're we're tanking without tanking. But they play as a team. They move the ball. It was at one point when they were playing the Hawks, they were up by, I want to say, 10, but had taken 10 less shots. And they don't mind waiting to get a, a great shot. They have players that can make good shots, but they're looking to find the great shot or the open man. And Phil Handy has done a good job over there with um, helping with that. Uh, Even DeJounte Murray mentioned that after the game of, you know, when he was with the Spurs that, you know, he knew that that was going to be the type team that they were going to be. Play well together, uh, start on the defensive end, share the ball. And then they just got guys who who just know how to play basketball as opposed to having superstars on your team. So I think that, regardless the yeah, they're ten and five and what fourth right now, if the playoffs were to start, they'll come back down a little bit when people start to figure out and get, you know, unfortunately gonna have injuries and stuff. But they will be a playoff team if they continue to play that they the way that they're playing. Um the Lakers finally won a game without LeBron.
2: Yeah, but they were playing the Nets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's just how you gonna talk about the Nets.
2: The Nets are they're still in disarray. I mean, it's just Kevin Durant and some dudes out some there. Dudes. <laughs> ben Simmons isn't playing, and I don't know I they don't even know what they can expect from him at this point. Because he's he didn't want to play the five. He right. he won't shoot. He's not playing good defense. What can you reasonably expect from him at this point?
0: Ben Simmons has forty-seven points for the year, and Joel Embiid scored, scored fifty-nine, 59. <laughs> in one game. <laughs> in one game, that was the game against the Hawks the other night. But yes, Embiid was trying to go for sixty. Uh, I think only. Um, Wilt and Iverson have scored 60 in a Sixers uniform, but yeah, he was trying to go for his, for 60. Score scored 59. Ben Simmons has scored 47 through 13 games. How long is uh, LeBron going to be out with this soreness? And will it affect him not getting the overall record? Uh, I
2: think um, he, he'll probably... Uh, it's a it's a groin injury again. So the last time this happened, he missed a good month and a half at least. Because uh, he only needs
0: what eleven hundred points. Well, so that's roughly twenty five points for you know what forty games, give or take. Does he have he, forty games left in him this season? This season. Uh oh.
2: Uh oh. If he's if he's back by like. If he's back before the All Star break,
0: oh, before All Star, okay. Nah, All nah, Star break is that'll late. be like
2: thirty games. Yeah. So he's got to be back by first week of January.
0: MLK, you got to play MLK, MLK day.
2: Then then he'll have a chance.
0: It's gonna it's cutting it close. It's cutting it close. <laughs> it's cutting it close. <laughs> but
2: it, I, if if he's gonna break the record this season, I mean, but the thing is also I don't see him retiring after this season.
0: No, nah, he's going. He's staying to break the record. So it's just a matter of will it be done this season
2: if if he if he's if he's concerned about the optics of um breaking it as a laker yes. at at, yes. at home um against I don't know against Cleveland or no. Miami one of his <laughs> former teams or something I don't know if he's going to get all of that uh but if it's going to happen this season um I, if, he, if he's cutting it close, if he's missing two
0: months, no chance. But if it's a month, I think he's gonna. Do six it. weeks, he's, it can happen. He's gonna risk being severely injured to do it in a Lakers uniform against.
2: There's nothing else to
0: play for against the I Clippers. Mean, There'll be a game like that.
2: Ten. There's nothing else to play for, really. <laughs> no, it's it.
0: <laughs> That's why everybody's making a big... Oh, he dropped 30 and he did... The... Okay, Key. He's after a record. It's it's not about making a play-in right now. Notice I said play-in, not play-off. It's just about making a play-in.
2: Hey, look. They're one game better than the Rockets right now. <laughs> and the Rockets have the worst record in the league. They are one game better. Oh, my goodness. This
0: is sad. <laughs> <sighs> Man, Mm-mm-mm. this is sad. We got to get up out of here. G, we appreciate you for everything you've done, sir. Any final words? Uh,
2: this, w- this was fun. Uh, doing your show on and off for six years, six and a half years, <laughs> uh, has been, uh, it- it's-, it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to Monday nights a lot with y'all, and um, if I'm not here to do your show again next week. It has been a pleasure working with you and Asa. Hey
0: man, couldn't have said it better man. Really enjoyed it. It's been fun. It Hadn't even been work coming in here doing this with <laughs> you man. Uh, Asa, we'll see you soon. Uh, follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. To reach us directly, DNA Sports Talk at gmail.com. Go to our website, and We'll see you back here next Monday. Peace.
1: Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where
0: we come to you live each and every Monday, seven to nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time
1: on www.eam1100i radio now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio.
0: Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.